Welcome everybody to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Abraham DeWeese. Today we have a we have our host, Brian the Soul Man Solak. We've got the Soul Cal, maybe Soul Zona, uh, Seahawk in Rob English, and the Ram Rich A. Mikeson. Over to you, Brian. All right. Um, several weeks ago we interviewed legendary Seahawk announcer Steve Rabel, and we all pretty much didn't think that the Seahawks were gonna give two bits or win it make the playoffs except steve rabel is mr positive and long story short the seahawks are in the playoffs are you guys excited yes yes. yay (laughs) okay i i have a mea culpa to make i'll I'll get it out of the way and you guys can beat me up about it all show but um i was the doom and gloom and gloom and gloom and gloom um uh clown if you will at the beginning of the season i i thought the seahawks were going to go four and 12 and there was no way they were going to make the playoffs they didn't have the talent geno smith was a a never gonna be and i'm just going to eat my crow right now and say that it's amazing that he's had one of the top what it's got to be the top three seasons of a seahawks quarterback ever if not the best i mean i need to go back and look at, at, at a few stats and whatnot, but like amazing for a journeyman quarterback in this league to be able to pull off a season like that, especially with a not very good. I mean, like the offensive line's okay, but it's not, it's not anything great. So you're wrong. I was wrong. I'm glad I was wrong, but I was wrong. I think we were all wrong except for maybe SoCal. Tell us how it is. SoCal. Well, listen, all right. There, there's, there, there's a lot to unpack here, right? Uh, you know, we, we all went into this with, you know, ex- low expectations, right? So if, if, any, if anyone is going to try to sit here, I'm not, talking, I'm not even talking about this group specifically, anybody, anybody who, wa- who wants to step into uh, a, a, a space and talk about how they knew this was going to happen, you're just full of you know what, bottom line. Like, there's just, there's just no way. Um, however... Uh, I, I did believe that I never thought that we were going to be only a four win team. I, I don't think that a Pete Carroll coach team, a Pete Carroll coach Seattle team was only going to be able to be a four, a, a four win team. You know, um, there, there's too much that goes our way playing at playing at not the clink at, at Lumen Field is always a good thing for us, even though that, that home field advantage isn't you, always you had it right what, it, what it used to be. Yeah, it's not, yeah, not what it used to be, but but <laughs> we have that. Um, you know, we, we had that Seahawk football. We had the division that we play in, knows each, know each other well. We were going to be more than four wins. But um, playoffs? Like, you kidding me? Playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm happy to see us there. And honestly, you know, there, there, there was talk in the, in, at the beginning of the season. People would say things like, hey, as long as we beat Russell Wilson, then I'll be happy. You know, and, and, and I, didn't, I never signed on for that either. But, um, you know, the fact that we made the playoffs – um, against all odds, um, I, I'm not going to be terribly upset if we go into, uh, um, you know, Levi Stadium on Saturday and, you know, and, and get beat. Um, anything, on t- anything from this point forward is just icing on the cake as far as I'm concerned. I want to hear Abraham's thoughts. You going to counter, buddy? What, what? I was what trying to keep still? my nose out of this because, <laughs> uh, one, I, I'm not officially a guest on today's show. But two, I was way wrong, super wrong. But, you know, except for Geno Smith's mother and Pete Carroll, 
I call anybody a liar who thought they'd be in the playoffs. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to call out SoCal just a tiny bit. Um, Russell Wilson fell off a cliff this season. Yeah, he did. Is, is, is that because he lost his security blanket in, in Coach Pete? Or is it because the other coach is a complete Goomba that doesn't know what to do with the talent he has there. I mean, or is Russell in a, in that, in that early decline that most quarterbacks not named Tom Brady go through uh, when they get into their thirties? I would say that it is the, well, I guess it wouldn't be the former because you came with three things. So, uh, or the, not the latter, but it would be the middle, the the middle, the middle thing you said. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I, I think that Russell, here's what I think happened with Russell Wilson. Everybody wants to compare the Russell Wilson situation in Denver. And, and before we go on, let me just stop real quick and say that, um, that Matt was, was right. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, but what happened with Russell Wilson is this, everybody saw what happened with Tom Brady in Tampa. And, and they, that, that was the bar. The bar was set at, good quarterback goes to a team that needs a quarterback and you win the Super Bowl the next year. That was where the bar was set. So Russell Wilson goes to Denver and, and that was what people were expecting. The difference is Tampa Bay was truly a team that was ready to win. They just needed to plug in a great quarterback and they had it. Denver was a team that thought they were ready to win and only needed a quarterback to plug in and they would, and they would win. And it, it, it wasn't one and the same. That, that, that's the way I look at it. Denver thought they were them. They weren't them. Tampa actually was. But um, I think you go ahead and fast forward through the summer. You get back to August and these guys get playing together again. I think Denver is going to return. Russell Wilson's going to return to the Russell Wilson we all know. Um, maybe not 20, you know, 12 through 15 Russell, but, you know, just, just previous Russell that still goes out there and throws 30 touchdowns and, and, and very few interceptions. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think that that's going to come back. New, new system, new team, new coach, new locker, new, new everything. Um, that, that, that rarely bodes well for a player of any caliber that, you know, that's going to, you don't expect him to go out there and win a Super Bowl the next year. Uh, so I'm, I'm not at all worried about Russell Wilson. I, uh, go, real quick. Go ahead, Rich. Oh, I'm sorry, Brian. Um, okay. So guys, how much of the underperformance this year is it, is the, is due to the fact that Russell Wilson is the shortest playing quarterback in the NFL right now. And you have to make special adjustments for him to, to compensate for that. And the Seahawks had 10 plus years of, of knowing what to do with a short quarterback and no one else knows what the crap to do with a guy that that's that short. I mean, no one ever talks about it really as a tactical thing, but it is, it is a thing that you have to know what you're doing because the, the throwing lanes are different for him than anyone else. I think, I think the reason no one talks about it is because Russell shut that conversation down real fast. You know, that was all they talked about when he was drafted, right? You know, and then he goes out in the field and steals Matt Flynn's job and damn near takes it to the Super Bowl in his rookie season (laughs) and then does in his, in his second season. You know what I mean? So why are we even going to talk about his height when the guy is playing better than anybody on the field? Um, So there, there may be some truth to what you're saying, um, uh, Rich, where, that that you know his height may be an issue um and denver needs to adjust to it um you know but i, I think that that was if if it's if it 
is a thing at all. I think it's a, a lesser of, of the issues. I, I think they just need to get on the same page and it takes more than, it takes more than one, you know, portion of an off season to do that in, in most cases. So we'll see. Moving on from Russell Wilson, let's go back to the Seahawks. They are, Real, real quick, though, I, I was happy for them that they made the playoffs, but I'll admit I was rooting for Green Bay because I didn't think we deserved to be in the playoffs, and I, I, I wanted a better draft pick. I what, just, what is what is deserved to be have anything to I do don't, with it? All I can say is I didn't want them. I wanted that better draft pick. I, we're just going to get. We'll talk about that. We're going into San Francisco Saturday, where I personally think we're going to get our asses kicked. Um, and apparently, there's going to be the rainstorm of the century. How do the Seahawks need to approach this game? Rich, you go start. Um, they need they need to make the game ugly. Um, they need to they need to run blitz all day, basically against San Francisco and make uh, what's his bucket Brock Prudy 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 beat them. I mean, and I know he's been very good, but like I, I think the only chance you have is to make San Francisco one dimensional and then try to um kill the quarterback because if you let them be balanced they are they are just so deadly when they can throw for 200 and run for 200 yards i mean which they have done repeatedly and that defense is not going to give you good field position like their, their their defense is just so sturdy across the board and um I mean, the Seahawks don't have an offensive line that's just going to blast a defense you know like they, they can you can't just go out muscle them so I, I think you have to make the game ugly. You have to employ some of the dark arts of football to to slow the game down, to maybe get the other team to to have some unsportsmanlike penalties. I mean, whatever you got to do. Um, yeah, that's that's the only way you could possibly be competitive and maybe win this game. I want to hear Abraham next. Abraham, what, what do you what do you have to say? Uh, yeah, you're you're a fool. You're you're dork you went to wazoo so i i that explains why you don't want to win games what are you talking about brian what is wrong with you i don't want to win games because i'm from wazoo that's my opinion i didn't say that but whatever that's my opinion how the hell what about approaching the game saturday you don't have any quick thoughts on that no i'm more interested in chewing you out for, <laughs> okay, for let, blasphemy let's, let's hear some real thoughts from robert english um yeah, I well, I, I do got I got to double down. Uh, I, I it's blasphemous to to say that we didn't we we didn't deserve to go to the playoffs and 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 all of that. Uh, no, we we definitely. I, I'll take. I don't I don't care if we get in on a technicality or 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 something. If you get to go to the dance, you go to the dance. Um, you know, any Pittsburgh Steeler or New York Giant fan will tell you that getting in is what's important. Because a wild card team can and will, in, in in certain occasions, go to the Super Bowl and potentially win it. So, um, you know, remember a seven and nine Seahawks team knocked out the Super Bowl defending defending Super Bowl champion New Orleans Saints. We all remember that game; it can't be forgotten. Um, so, um, but but now, after that, now let's talk about the game. <laughs> um, we are overmatched in just about in basically every category you could even imagine. Um, I agree with Rich. It, you're gonna you're gonna have to employ the dark arts, and luckily we have got somebody who's really good at that, named DK Metcalf, 
you know, uh, and, and he can, you know, get the talking and get to, you know, jaw jacket and see, see if we can, you know, get something go our way. Um, there is no making San Francisco one dimensional. I, I don't think it's possible. Uh, everything they do is on, is on every dimension. Um, you know, they, you, there really is no one dimension because you can't, if you stack the box to stop the run, they throw those short, those short uh, screens and flares out to McCaffrey and Debo and spread you out and then cut back across field and, and make those plays. As soon as you start coming up to cheat up to, to make the, those stops, you got George Kittle who runs a deep cross and he's wide open behind the safeties. Like, it's just, it's just really hard to stop this team. Um, the one saving grace we might have this weekend is that the storm that's supposed to be there. I am hoping that it is the worst storm ever because that kind of weather, if it ends up being what it is in California is getting blasted by rain. Uh, and I'm hoping it goes right to Levi stadium uh, because that will be the great equalizer. I think the, the, the main advantage of, of uh, Frisco's um, um, team is their, is their ability to, to, for uh, speed and agility, change the direction. Um, and so that, that largely goes away when, when, you, when you have no footing, right? So this game probably is won in the trenches. Uh, uh, Brian, I think you mentioned that, you know, we don't have the offensive line to, to knock them out. Or maybe Abe said we, don't, we have the, uh, the line to knock them off the ball. So you're still going to keep with that same, um, you know, that zone blocking scheme. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be who can, you know, who can, who, can, who can make that play at the right time. I think everybody's going to be in the box. It's going to be a, a running game all day. But there's going to be a couple opportunities throughout this game, maybe a few in each half where you, take, you throw the ball up over the top because, again, they're going to be cheating down. Um, and uh, it's going to be who, who's able to capitalize on those. A couple big plays downfield, getting into, getting into scoring range. Um, you know, field goals are good, but touchdowns will be better. Um, and, um, yeah, it, it's, I actually see this game being competitive. As good as Frisco is, if this was a, a, a fair-weather game, um, we get blasted. But uh, if, if this gets nasty, I think we actually compete. Uh, how did we stop George Kittle? The first two games, Kittle was, he was kind of playing hurt this year. And ever since Mr. Purdy took, took over, he seems to be the, the same George Kittle, the, the, the pro bowler catching touchdown passes. He's all over the field. And we, and we got Tanner Muse and Cody Barton as our linebackers. I mean, what are your thoughts? Can we stop, stop him or no? I don't think you can stop him. You can only hope to contain him, right? Just yeah. to be cliche. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it, he, he's going to get there. The guy, the guy is too smart, um, you know, in, in, his, in his route running. He plays, he, he plays that, that delay route better than anybody I've ever seen, where, you know, where, where you, 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 you fake that block and then you just sneak out, you know, and, and I mean, it's, it's, it's not really stoppable. Um, I think maybe even more than the, than, the, than the linebackers is really going to be more on the safeties on, on, on just keeping, keeping up with them. Um, but again, you know, uh, it's gonna, everything's gonna be slow. Everything's gonna be slow and even, even him. Um, so, um, yeah, it's just a, I think it's gonna be, you know, doing your job, uh, staying home when you need to not, you know, not, not getting caught out of position. Um, and, uh, you know, just reading your keys. Rich. I mean, I, I agree that you can't make, you probably can't make. Uh, San Francisco one-dimensional, but you got to attack them somehow. 
you got to attack their offense somehow. Otherwise, you're just going to get absolutely blasted. Because I agree with you, they're just they're just good across the board, right? Mm-hmm. But like, if you don't think you can stop the run, can you stop the pass? I mean, you got this this kid who's Mister Irrelevant, who looks like he's on his way to becoming a Pro Bowler next year. I mean, he has a 107 passer rating, 13 touchdowns, and four interceptions, and is completing passes a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> only at 67 percent guys but i mean seriously um he's he's come in and is now the starter and i don't think he's ever given that 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 starting role up so can we get some mud on his uniform i mean like yeah. we gotta you, you you have to you either have to try to stop the run or you have to try to stop the pass because i don't think if you, if you don't try to do either you're just really going to get roasted yeah i mean can, can we sorry real real quick can we can we get the get him on his ass can we get the, the shirt dirty i mean i i read a stat today i was really shocked that we had 46 sacks during the season i mean seahawks never seem to have any sacks i mean can our defensive line get to him it's it's funny right brian like quietly we've had one of the best you know t- t- uh, uh seasons in terms of sacks that we've had in a while yeah like like quietly though because because you didn't really you don't notice it because you get a sack and then and then on the very next play on on, on a third and a third and f- 17 that you let them convert <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so, so the sack means nothing right yeah. um but we've but we've got a lot of sacks you know um the chargers game was a good was a good game you know and um so um yeah, I, I I think I agree with Rich. If I'm gonna do something in this game, if I'm gonna attack something, you probably just sell out on the run and make Brock Purdy beat you. In this weather, maybe a uh, maybe you play more man, stack the box and play man outside, and just and just and do do your very best. Um, I, I I it's tough. It's it's tough, but you you can't let. Um, you can't let uh, San Francisco just run the ball down your throat. You can't give up that short stuff because um, they can do that all game long. That tires out your defense. If, if, if they're able to do that all game long, by the time the fourth quarter gets there, it'll, those, those sm- short runs will be very long runs. And, um, and, the, and the game will just get, will just get, will, will just get stretched out like that. And they'll, they'll solve the game away. Um, yeah. And, and we had to figure out something on offense too. That's the other thing. I mean, if we can hang with them offensively somehow, um, you know, we just got to stay in, in, in range, right? We have to stay, mm-hmm. we have to stay close to them. As long as that game stays close, if we get down 10 points, it's going to be rough, mm-hmm. you know, a field goal. Okay. We're still playing football, but, um, we get to the point where we have to press. Yeah. Pobrecita. I, I got a question for Rob, mm-hmm. um, early in the season, let's say the first nine, 10 games, Geno Smith was kind of special mm-hmm. and the last I don't know, third of the season, whatever these last few games, he's been less, less, less special. <laughs> is there, is there something schematic or game plan oriented? Is this a, a, a situation of the, of the league adjusting? Cause it's copycat league. And I think it was what the Tampa Bay game where they kind of figured our, our, our team out, our defense out, and they figured out our offense a bit. Um, is, is it a, just, a, that's the thing. Or is there is there something else going on um, that's held us back? I haven't been able to watch nearly as many games because the NFL is stupid. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I've thought about that, um, and and 
you know, the concern, you know, especially if you're on the interwebs and, and, and whatnot, uh, is that at some point or another, Gino is going to turn back into Gino, you know, and, 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 and all that nonsense. Um, or, or he's going to get overly confident and, you know, and start, you know, making mistakes. But um, no, honestly, I believe, uh, you know, what you said, Rich, is that the league makes adjustments. I think the Seattle Seahawks have been a Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks type offense, you know, for, for I mean, for, for a decade, um, you know, so what kind of tape do you have on Geno Smith and how he plays and the decisions that he makes, you know, how he throws and, 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 and what he keys on and things like that. Um, so he was able to look, as you said, very special, uh, throughout the, the, the first part of the year and it tapered off at the end. I, in my opinion, people complain about his pocket presence. I don't think he has an issue with pocket presence. Um, you know, I, I think that those rookie, uh, offensive linemen that we have as good as they played started to get overwhelmed a bit in certain, in certain situations. Um, and, and, you know, he just wasn't getting that, uh, that protection because you notice when Gino was at the same time, Gino started to taper off a bit. The running game started to suffer as well, right? So, yeah. um, and 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 it, I think that um, to yeah, to you, you said it. it. It's a copycat league, and and they started to find him, um, you know. But even through that, he still remained consistent. He wasn't making some of those great special plays, but you saw last weekend he hit that big one to Tyler Lockett. He's still, for the most part, taking care of the ball. You know, his his percentage is still high. He's still doing good quarterback stuff. You know, um, so, um, yeah, I'm not really worried in that in that respect. I think you give Gino another another second in the pocket and and we're 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 back to, you know, we're back to the beginning of the season. Well said, um, I want you guys to each give me a pick to click uh, one name. Give me one player in offense and one on defense that we haven't really heard their names from who needs to step it up on Saturday. We'll start with you, Rich. DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf needs to get in the other team's head, get out of his own head, not relieve his own press clippings, but go out and be the all pro receiver that he has the potential to be. He needs to get open when Gino wants him to be open, not get open when he wants to be open or whatnot, right? Like he, he needs to be, he needs to be what he ought to be. He's what, a fourth, fifth-year pro at this point? He was a pro bowler two years ago. If, if he really is the receiver that we think he is, he needs to show up for this game because that, I think, is the one thing the Seahawks have over the Niners is DK Metcalf and his ability to physically overmatch any defensive back in the NFL. How about defense? Uh, I'm just going to say the whole defensive line needs to step up. Like they need to, they need to not be stupid. <laughs> I have seen uh, of, the, of the games I did see too many times. They were not in their lanes. They were not in their gaps. They were trying to make the big play instead of playing def uh, discipline. And so they'd get pushed to one side and they're gaping holes when if you just stood there and didn't move, there's no way the offensive lineman could move you out of the way. And then the linebackers could come up and make a play on a running, especially on running plays, but also on, on passing plays. Again, they, they, they went where the offensive lineman let them go. Never mind the fact that, you know, 
Um, yeah, I mean, they, they just weren't, they weren't disciplined a, enough as a unit, in my opinion. So that's, that's who I say. You need to have a, a good game from your defensive line. And if you don't, then you're really going to get screwed. How about you, SoCal? Uh, well, Rich took my, uh, my, my, my go-to with DK. I was, I was going to say DK for sure. <laughs> uh, um, but so I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with a, a, with a, a likely unpopular opinion. Um, and I'm going to say Tyler Lockett now before Ooh. now, hear me out, hear okay. me out. <laughs> here, here, here's my issue with Tyler Lockett as great as he is, you know, I, I, no issue with Tyler Lockett ultimately, but my issue with Lockett is he makes business decisions with the ball in his hand and, and it probably is for the better. It probably is for the better, but I, on many occasions he catch the ball and he has the ability to turn up field and gain yards, if not take it to the house I've seen on some occasions. And he always, you know, uh, always chooses to go down. Now that does great for your, the longevity of your career, right? Like, absolutely. Um, it does great for, you know, the potential, um, you know, for, for um, mitigating the, 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 the risk of having the ball knocked out of your hands or fumbling or what have you, because, you know, the teams go after the ball nowadays and all that good stuff. Um, but on so many occasions, I'm like, Tyler, if you just stayed on your feet, you know, because you didn't need to go down, yeah. you didn't fall down, you went down. Um, and, and that 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 rubs me um, from time to time um, on defense. Um, maybe surprising, I'm going to say Quandra Diggs. Uh, and, and the reason is because he has been playing his ass off the last couple of weeks. And I want him to continue that because where has he been all season? True. Right. Where has he been mm -hmm. all season? Right. So I'm going to say, all right, all right, Quandry, let's please go ahead and just keep the ball rolling. Make those plays. I mean, th th that pick he made uh, um, at, the, at the end of the game last week was amazing. Now, tell me that didn't, didn't look like Earl Thomas. That, yeah. Tell me that didn't did. look like Earl Thomas. <laughs> Yep. I was like, did we just sign Earl? Like, what the heck was that? <laughs> Came from way across the field to make that play. And he actually caught it. <laughs> right? that, was like, that was, that was, that was, that was, you know, Earl Thomas for sure. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I want to see him continue that trend um, and, and make some plays for the Seattle defense and maybe keep us in this game. Outstanding. I'm for offense. Once again, Rich took my pick too. I was going to go with the DK, but. I guess I'm going to go with just the entire offensive line in general. If they can keep Mr. Bosa intact and open up some holes, I think K9 could have a good game running the ball and hopefully they'll open up some more play action pass for Gino. And um, on defense, uh, Shelby Harris, I like the guy, but I, I think he's been inconsistent. I just like to see him have a good game. Uh, what are your picks guys? Who's going to, what are the final scores Saturday? I think that um, this game's going to be close early, and I think that uh, the Niners wear us down and get two late touchdowns. I think that they win 27 to 10. Interesting. How about you, SoCal? Uh, well, the spread opened up at 10 and a half. It went down to nine and a half once the weather, weather report came out. Um, I'm going to probably be the lone wolf. I'm a homer. I'm a homer. I, I, I can't, yeah, I, I'll admit it. 
I, I can never, not once have I ever bet against the Seahawks. I don't care if we're playing against the Greek gods. I'll, I'll take the Seahawks all day. Um, I'm going to say that we manage to stay in this game. Um, and late, we're going to have a late lead somehow. And the Niners are going to be going down for a go-ahead score. And um, I, I'm saying either a, 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 a turnover on downs, um, you know, around midfield or, or missed field goal. Seattle walks out of there, escapes with the win, shocks the world. I'm going to say, um, you know, like, you know, 17, 19, something like that. All right. Uh, I'm, gonna, right. I'm full of shit, guys. I do want the Seahawks to actually win. Believe it or not, I was just trying to stir the pot. I really, <laughs> and obviously it works. Um, I really think if the weather sh is shitty, like they're saying, I think the Hawks got a chance and I'm going to go with a, a late pick six by Mr. Diggs, Seahawks 20, uh, the 49ers 13. Wow. Wow. I think we can do it. I'm excited. So um, I believe we're at the end of our show, Abraham. You guys got some shout outs for me? Um, I'll take the, I think what probably is the obvious one. Um, I'm going to give my uh, shout out to uh, DeMar Hamlin and the Buffalo Bills. Um, uh, the guy, um, you know, I mean, he literally, literally died on the field, right? Um, you know, and, and that was an unprecedented thing um, in the NFL, you know, with all, all the types of injuries you can, you, you can imagine that you get, I mean, from broken fingers and legs and arms to, to even to paralysis, right? Yeah. You know, uh, all those things have been seen before. Um, but what we saw, um, uh, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago now was just un unreal. Um, and I'm so happy to hear that he is on, on the men. He's a matter of fact, he's at home now. And um, they, I read something, uh, or no, I was watching um, ESPN or something earlier. And they're talking about him coming back to the facility when he's ready. So I, I, what I what I took from the, what I what I what I watched today, I think it was today, is is that this guy's gonna try and play football again, um, and I think that's wonderful. I think it's great. I, I think get, given what happened, and I'm probably going too long here, but given what happened to him, I, I don't know that there really is a true risk in him playing football again because what happened to him was a freak thing. One in a million chance that it ha would happen would happen once, so even less of a chance that it could happen again. Um, yeah, so if 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 his doctors clear him and say, "Hey, look, man, you're strong. You're you know you're good." Like I'm, I'll be so awesome. It'll be so awesome to see him on the field again. <clears throat> um, go ahead. I think that's an awesome shout out. I'm going to do a related shout out. Um, I'm going to do a, a shout out to Sir Frank Pantridge. Probably don't know who that is. No. He's the inventor of the automated, uh, what is it, of the, the, the AED device. Oh, yeah. Okay. He was a cardiologist um, from Ireland, and he, he invented uh, the automatic external defibrillator, which saved Damar Hamlin's life. So I want to I wanna give a shout out there. I also encourage you, um, all of us, to check with your employer and see that they encourage them to have one at your place of employment, since that's where you spend a lot of your your uh, your time. Also, if you have any uh, extra medical money, flex spending or whatnot, you can buy one of those things and have them in your ho home. 
Now, the odds are that you will do CPR on someone you love, not on a stranger. So, nice. uh, but yeah, shout out to the inventor of the AED device. Well said. Uh, my quick shout outs to the our own Seattle Kraken hockey team. They won tonight over Boston on the road. Boston's Ooh. first home loss and Kraken have won seven in a row and are, I believe, in third place right now in their Western Conference. So that's my shout out. Are they, are they good? Yeah. They're kicking wow. some ass. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, what a, what a transformation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seattle sports are uh, doing all right, huh? Yeah. Definitely right on. Give us the Sonics back. I might have to move. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. On behalf of Brian, the Soul Man Sol- Solak, the Soul Cal or Soul Zona. Uh, the soul something soul something <laughs> rob english and the ram richard Michael. my name is abram deweese check us out at seattle sports U on twitter check us out on facebook and seattlesportsunion.com as well as cup spotify and itunes we'll see you guys next time go hawks go hawks